need to know. Well, let me just let me just take my drink. <laughs> Welcome to the departure lounge. The conversation will be taken off in a minute. Yay! Welcome to the departure lounge, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> I am Cassie. It's no longer Tilsa's birthday, so she. Can... It's still my birth month, so yeah. Like I don't know why she's trying it. She's really trying me. Uh, oh. Clearly, I woke up this morning and chose violence. Um, but I am obviously Cassie. Hi guys, I'm (laughs) Tilia. You make me laugh. And today we have a very special guest and it's actually our first guest as well, which I'm very, very excited about. Mm. So my good, good friends, Ainsley, who is also a podcaster, he presents his own show with another friend, Kieran, called Black Boy Joy. How are you doing, Ains? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm very happy to be the first guest on the Departure Lounge podcast. I feel like I've got like a badge of honour, maybe I should get a crown or, you know, like a new, <laughs> get like a tweet ahead. <laughs> 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 if, if this was like RuPaul's Drag Race UK, I could give you a repeat a badge or a Departure Lounge badge. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I can get like, I can have at least an honorary one for now, like. Like you can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> there we go! Yay! <laughs> I mean, you can have a virtual badge of honor for being our first guest. You know, oh, that, part. that part. So, how was everyone's week? We know it was Tilda's birthday on Thursday. Yes, it so was. we'll start with you then. <laughs> okay, so this week has been so fun, guys. Oh my days! Um, it was literally all about me from like Monday to Friday. There was like a little mini ceremony crowning me the queen of the office, which I obviously <laughs> loved. Like I had a whole crown and everything. I was just like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> this is you everything on, on your phone. I got, I got a whole crown. I got a whole crown. Thursday was obviously my birthday. I woke up and I was like, I woke up to nothing. To nothing. No messages, nothing. And I was like, wait, so people really forgot it was my birthday today. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck y'all. Fuck all of y'all. And then like the doorbell rang and I was like, random, but okay. Then it came a delivery of flowers, balloons. Um, inside of the bag were a pair of crepes from the hubs. And then trainers for our American listeners or sneakers. Um, Jordan ones to be exact. I didn't know what type of Jordan. So when um when I went on Clubhouse and everybody was asking me what sneakers I got, I was like, they say 23 on the thing, and then they were like, No, that's Jordan's number, number, babes. I was like, Okay, cool. (laughs) What where do I look? And they're like, look on the side. (laughs) <laughs> so they're Jordan ones all white um and then what else then the doorbell just kept ringing so he got me breakfast um he got me sushi some bubble tea and a cake which was really really cute like and it was vegan cake as well so it was an actual raw cake with like strawberry in the evening I had to be ready for seven o'clock which I wasn't um and <laughs> Like, I really feel like I've been around too many um, like people who have influenced me into becoming late because I'm not usually a late person and I feel like recently I've been more like on the late side and I don't understand why. But, hold on, um, yeah. hold on. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you there because it sounds like <laughs> every single late person said, oh yeah, like I'm not usually late, like something, someone when usually like... <laughs> 
it's all just about to start at one o'clock. It's all like one forty-five people are rolling up. So what is the truth of the matter here? Let, let's get to the bottom of it. Excuse me, Ainsley. First of all, I'm usually the person that's waiting for other people. Like literally, I will. Do you know what? Next time, I'm gonna get one of my friends on because she's perpetually late. This girl, she literally would be like, she'd be like, "All right, then meet me at six o'clock. I will get there at six thirty, and she's still not there, and I'm still waiting around for her." Ainsley kind of can't be calling out nobody because Ainsley is (laughs) same. For being okay. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on here. Hold on. Time. On. Just gonna second. sprinkle that in One there. Second. One second. <laughs> I feel like you are. You also are a late person, Kasim. But Not I, as as you. Not as I as am you. happy to admit that I'm a late person. Like it's a, like it's a personality. This personality flaw. I, I can't <laughs> help it. Then I, I have somewhere to be at like six p.m. I normally need to leave at five thirty. About 5.20, I will start a task, not knowing that it will take me longer than the time I need to, to complete it. And by which time, everything's gone, everything's late, like I'm in a rush. So I am a late person. I will I will put my hand up and admit it. But I could admit that I'm a late person. There is no denial coming out of this mouth. What I heard from <laughs> you with that story, Tilly, was that like, oh, I'm such an untimed person. And then you won't talk about your friend. I is a late person. However, in that story, you mentioned six o'clock, but arriving at six thirty. So no, I just genuinely hold on. Pause. I've been friends with this particular person since the age of thirteen years old, and every single time that I had to meet her, I would actually be waiting for at least hours. Well, we all know that one person because I feel like me and Ainsley know that one person. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, two actually. There's two of them. And they are pretty close, but one just tips the other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how was your week? What'd you get um, to? My week has been blessed. It's been fine, to be honest with you. Um, I also celebrated my birthday, but it was last week, Saturday. So um, that so the week going from Monday to Friday, I was off work. So I've just been chilling the entire time. I've watched movies. I've like done some podcast shit. I've done some um, some writing. I've been learning Spanish. Ooh, so I've been I've been so I've no complaints here. Not that much to say. Obviously, like having time off during the pan- during the pandemic, the panini, the permanent panoramic gives you a lot of things to do. So I've, I've just I've just taken the time to chill. To be honest with you. I feel like you need to do it because your job is stressful. So you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you've had your week, babes. Because I'm trust me, I'm looking at booking off a week, madame. So because after this week, oh, well, I'm glad you had a good week. Um, and had a good birthday because I surprised your ass last week Saturday. You surprised me. So actually, that's probably one thing I should say before we move on is that um I celebrated my thirtieth birthday on Saturday. Welcome um, to the club. I know I've hit that milestone. I now now that I'm 30, I am just definitely an adult now. There's no there, there's no going back. There's no like, yeah, just, I'm an adult. I'm like the back pain had already started. Like I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But you know what else you got to look forward to? Going to sleep and waking up with a pain and you don't know how, what, when, where. <laughs> You're just like, um, my arm was fine last night and I've woken up today and 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 it's burning, but for what? <laughs> for Who chopped me up in my sleep? Who did that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so you got all that to come, babe. But on the flip side, 
you also don't give a fuck about what people think anymore. Like you just do you. And I think yeah. that's one of the things I learned in my thirties is that I'm I'm doing things for myself. But I'm everybody else has got to say, yeah. like you can have your opinion. They're like assholes. Everyone's got one. It's all good. It's but true. I will continue to do me. So yeah, mm-hmm. embrace it. Enjoy. Like y'all are not ready for the amount of fucks I'm gonna stop giving. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's been my motto this year. Like I was like, I'm gonna up up my petty game, and then also I'm actually gonna be. But if you wanna if you wanna hear petty, the queen of petty is Kathy over here, man. The queen of petty. <laughs> you need to take that shit back. You need to talk to your friend that for a minute. Is, that, Call like, out my name. How dare you, sir? So, May I remind you of chicken on, game? Shit. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this dynamic because I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the person that's 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 shady. Hi. Well, has Kathy <laughs> informed you of chicken day? No. No. <laughs> no. I need to know. I need to know. Well, let me just let me just sip my drink for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. So essentially, in this story, there are four. There are three main players. I'm not even a main player. I'm just like on on the sidelines. You watched it. You watched it. But I I felt the burn afterwards. Did you get second? I got secondary like burn. Burn. Yeah, I got secondary burns. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, one of our friends, our good friend Camille, we all need to work in the same company. Yeah. One um one day she bought she bought in some fried chicken. I think. Yeah, she bought the fried chicken in that was meant for both Cassie and another person. That other person will remain nameless because he's not important. But yeah, he's not. No, he's, he's not important. He doesn't need to be named. So Camille <laughs> brings in Camille brings in chicken for Cassie, this other person. She leaves it in the fridge. She's off the next day. She tells she tells this third person, "This is for you and for Cassie. So make sure you leave some chicken in this container for Cassie." You can probably guess what happened. Like what happened? <laughs> this guy, either to ignore what Camille said, ate all the piece of chicken that there was to eat in there. Not Pause. All- wait, wait. Yeah. I need to sp- sprinkle. He didn't eat every piece. He took a bite out of one piece. And that's the then end of the yeah. Remembered or was told that um, he forgot to leave me a piece. Didn't finish that one piece. He took a bite out of and threw it away. Yeah, dashed it in the bin. That's so bad mind. <laughs> so, Threw it away. So bad mind. And thus commenced World War Three. <laughs> See, now, in my defence, right, I had had a really bad day. And the only thing that got me through was, like, it was lunchtime. I, get, I have some fried chicken, so I was like, mm-hmm. I can go get some hardo bread from Sainsbury's, some um, coleslaw, and feel better, Yeah. When this short ass hobbit looking motherfucker with a receding hairline comes down the stairs to the desk, runs over, oh Cass, um, I've eaten all the chicken, but um, Camille said she'll make you some more. Squeeze me? That wasn't the deal. You were meant to have your two pieces and leave me mine. So I text Camille, obviously, and I'm like, Cam, um, the chicken's gone. Apparently this guy has said that you're gonna make more. She goes, no, 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 no. That's not what he told me. So I'm now getting all the tea from Camille. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm still hungry. I'm just like, the fuck am I going to eat? Yeah. So I take myself to Sainsbury's. Couldn't get the coastal or the hardware bread because what the fuck am I eating with it? Wandering, wandering around. And couldn't find anything I wanted because I wanted some chicken. 
Mm. Guess what I had for lunch, please? What did you have for lunch? Oh, I know a that fucking cheese twist and a blood clot cup of soup. <laughs> That's what I had for lunch. What on God's green earth? I hope violence is never the answer, children. But I hope you slapped the fucking shit out of him. I wanted to. So this this started off the beef to end all beefs in the office. One thing for my girl cast is that like you do not want to be. I can imagine. I can imagine. It it uttered the now immortal line from Cassie. Don't mess with my money. Don't mess with my family. And don't mess with my chicken. <laughs> and that entire week, bear in mind where we're sitting. So Cassie is on one side of the one side of our like bank of desk. Mm. On the middle, the culprit is to the right of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting here to do my work, answering the phone, and I can just, whenever he spoke, I could feel the burn coming from Cassie's eyes over to him. <laughs> and whenever he tried to speak, like, try either speak to her or try to speak, like, generally to everyone, like, she would not respond to him. She would, like, speak around him. So if they're like, oh, like, that person there wants to say something like this. <laughs> you love to see it. I would do the exact same thing. See, the thing about me is, when you fuck with me and I'm no, I don't no longer fuck with you. I'm done with you. You come like Casper, you're dead to me. I, I can hear wind. That's you talking. It's wind. And then something that pissed him off as well. I, you know, that time of the month, craving sweetness. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take myself down to um, Mark Spencer's and get their beautiful chocolate fudge cake. So before I left, I was like, I've got this little cake. You get four slices out of it comfortably, yeah? I said, who wants cake? Camille had already bagged you the piece. Obviously, I've got a piece. That needs two. Ainsley, obviously, was getting a piece. Let these one more. I went over to, like, my manager's area where he was and asked the question. Not putting it out to the room, obviously, because I'm not buying fucking cake for this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. My manager said, yeah, I have a piece get the piece now we get cream bring the plates down my guy's now screwing in the corner and he's like oh but why didn't she get me any cake am i talking to you do i know you can i see you? you ate my chicken you think i'm gonna go buy you cake to celebrate what <laughs> so yeah we me and this individual we did beef quite a lot because i feel like he was a dumbass first of all why is he eating your food that's that's where i'm that's go- like i'm that's stuck that. on that like I, you took a bite and then you threw it away. Like you didn't even you yeah. you are inciting evil. You are literally inciting war for me. Like food, you are eating. You 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 have knowingly taken a bite of my food and then have the audacity to throw the rest of the food and then on top of it you don't even tell the motherfucking truth to be like oh do you know what my bad i was a little i was hungry and i was a little bit more hungry than i thought i was and i ate more than i should have but then like i threw it away because like i nigga no (laughs) he could have told the truth he could have but he lied. And what, what makes the situation worse, right? So he lied to Cam, and it's like, you know me and Cam are tight. Like, that's my dog. Do you think she ain't going to tell me what you said? Did you think for a second that she was not going to tell me what you told her? Like an unnecessary liar. 
the story and then he told our assistant manager and manager and I was like no 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 this is what happened this is how it actually happened and Camille has the receipts basically I, I feel like Sorry, the drink from that Friday. <laughs> the, the drink that Friday was tense because me and Cam was like cussing, obviously. Mm. He, this little dickhead, was running around like a lap dog between our manager and assistant manager, going, Oh, oh my god, they're saying things like if you make a bench, you line it. And I'm like, Yeah, I stand by it. I said, If you lay with dog, you get flea. So you if you made your bed, jump up in it. Because you pissed off me and you pissed off Cam. Two black women on the team that will cuss you the fuck out and feel no way about it. And I did. So <laughs> you had it coming. But yeah, so that that kind of that whole situation kind of um magnified our mutual disdain for each other. <laughs> and poor I Cam just, was in the middle. I just want to say that in the whole thing, I didn't get any chicken. My like no, <laughs> I wasn't on the list for any any chicken at all. None of it was safe to me. I just wanna I just wanna point that bit out. Not in the, in the door. Oh, bless you! Again, Aim, you have to talk to Cam because that was her bad, bruv. Like, <laughs> talk to the person that made the chicken because I didn't get it. Was yeah. uh, my name is Bennett. I ain't in it. I was, <laughs> I was just meant to be the receiver, and I didn't get it. <laughs> Thank you. Like you know, I I got hurt. I didn't get it. I it was I was it was dangled. It was dangled up in my face, and I didn't get it. I knew from that. I knew from that day not to beef with you. Yeah, for whatever reason, do not beef with you. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing is the uh, the big thing for me in this whole story is the food. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and then and then after that, a close second is the lie. Like, why? There was no need. There was no need for it. None at all. But yeah, so I think that's what brought us all close together. To be fair, me, you, and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> You love to see it. That, that, that was when the shade trifecta was formed. <laughs> yeah, in a panoramic. So, what story have you got for us? What story, what story, what story? I think this one is like one that we already know. Like, so obviously we watched the video, the, um, the interview with Harry and Meghan. And like, I'm, I'm not doing it just because of the interview. I'm just doing, I'm giving the royal family the motherfuckers of the week because like they really try to rebrand themselves. Like you are you are not even addressing the fact that you the way that you reacted to the girl and like when she was pregnant and the way yeah. that you're trying to incite like an inquiry and an investigation to to put um bully in, in the um in the what's it called the palace or whatever the fuck they were in. Like you're trying to say that there were allegations of bullying when you lot were the ones that were bullying her as an institution, the firm, whatever. I don't give a fuck. The fact is, is like literally two days later, they were in doing press conference, doing photo ops with black people to prove that they were not racist. Yeah. Okay, like, okay, that's so great. <laughs> I can say the word nigga, but you know what? My neighbor is a black person. Anybody <laughs> can do that. Anybody can do that. Like, that, it does, it, like, it's just the, the fact is obviously this country 
this whole um, island, should I say, not just this country as in England, I'm talking about the whole of the UK literally stands on colonialism. It celebrates colonialism, yeah. imperialism. Yeah. It, it, it celebrates what the British Empire actually was. Like the whole institute of the royal family is a celebration of the shit that they did across the world. We're not just talking about what they did to black people and what the slaves that they took over from Africa and brought into the Caribbean and put in America. No, we're talking about all around the world. We're talking about the Indians. We talk yeah. about the Chinese. We talk about the, yeah. the Middle Eastern, the shit that they're doing today. What they were doing in Iraq, what they were doing in Afghanistan, you literally stand on racism. Your platform is literally racism, um, colonialism, imperialism, all the isms of all the isms being. Like, that's what you are. And do you know what? This is it's now a time, like, I know that trending on, on um, Twitter, they were talking about, like, abolishing the monarchy. This bin should have happened. Like... <laughs> It is very true because we, we don't need Queenie. Like, we don't need her. Like, don't get me wrong, love her. But at the end of the day, we really don't need her. Like, she has a lot of power in theory, like being the head of state and the head of the church and whatever. But really and truly, my love, all you do is just hand the keys to, to turn Downing Street to the new prime minister. And all you do is stamp the laws, yes, in theory, if you didn't agree with the law, you can come in and say something. But nine, I don't think there's ever been a time in our lifetime that she's actually denied a law. I don't think we'd even know anyway. Mm. I think so, wouldn't, we wouldn't even know. But no, I definitely hear you. Like with the whole, with everything that's happened like this week, I think the thing that kind of makes me laugh the most about it is that people really don't believe it. And I'm like, where are we? How can you not believe that we are in a racist country? Like, we would, oh yeah, when all of this shit was going down, when they were slating Megan and saying how she's she's bullying Harry into doing this, da 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 we kept saying it's because she is half black. The woman is white passing. She could be, she, she's literally the more or less on the whitest side of a black woman you can get. And yeah. those, being berated this way and they were like no it's not about race oh it's not about race it's it's genuinely because da, 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 she's an american she's a divorcee and blah 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 however comma she was married one she was marrying despair she wasn't she's not going to be in any line so he was literally he's literally despair he's got now how many kids for like William has how many, whatever. Um, I don't really care about him and Kate. But, um, you know, they have how many kids? So after them and their kids, then it's Harry. And then it's, you know, Harry's children. So there's not going to be any any point that they're going to um, they're gonna ascend to the throne. Because we know no. that William is not going to abdicate. If the Queen decides she wants to step down, then, you know, Charles is going to be the king. There's no other what happened to Megan except the fact that she is half black. And we kept saying this for so long. And the fact of the matter is she has now said it with her own lips and so has Harry. And the, and the worst part of it now is they're trying to disprove it. And the fact, the reason why Piers is not, no longer has a job with Good Morning Britain has nothing to do with his racist remarks 
but the fact that he said he didn't believe that she was suicidal. Yes. Because the and that's what's been ITV, yeah, ITV are that's trying to be like, be kind and blah, 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 blah. So like, you know. Wild. But so yeah, it is, a, it is a very, very wild situation to be in. Like, I do definitely feel very sorry for Megan. And the fact that people are standing there saying they don't believe that it's going to do the race. And I'm like, guys, guys, the photo ops that Prince Charles has had the day after. He was in Northwest London at Jesus House, that is near Red Cross, because it turned into a vaccine center surrounded by black people. That's a black church, so it's surrounded by black people. And then he was at a school, and there was a woman wearing a beautiful, like, plume top made from Ankara. Like, you know that beautiful colory thing you wore? Yeah, take that out, bring that out. Yeah. That is, it's like, that's what the, the people them said to him. It's crazy. Yeah. But we know nothing's going to change. I just hope that. Megan and Harry, um, live long and prosper, man. Just do your thing outside of England because clearly this country is the ghetto. Like, and what's worse is that they went to America of all places because America was less um, racist. Thank you, Jesus. Sorry. Oh, wow, we, we we got deep. And Izzy stayed very quiet. Got something to say. The amount of things I've got to say say on this kind of issue is like we could be here for hours and hours. Would he be able to be here tomorrow? I think if anyone's read the best-selling novel, Why I No Longer Talk to, talk to White People About Race, yeah. by um, Queen, Rennie, Edo Lodge, yeah. I think it's kind of like what's been, what was written in the book, it's like we're seeing it play out in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Tilly mentioned like everything to do with colonialism, imperialism, racism, yep. that kind of like built this international reputation that Britain seems to have. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to, and wants to acknowledge like, the kind of like international international part of it, but not never wants to be anything to do with racism, anything to do with colonialism or subjugation of peoples in their own countries. Yeah. All of that is just like just a, a collective amnesia. Mm-hmm. Same mm. thing. Yeah, they don't they don't want to take responsibility for or accountability for any of it. And that's right. In yeah. schools, it's crazy. Like I remember learning about the slave trade, but I learned about slave trade from the American point of view, not ours. Uh, Megan and Harry's experiences, actually, no, not Harry's, Megan's experiences. Mm. That is what, yeah, like, that's what we're seeing again. That, like, there seems to be, it's like, I think it's not even though what it is, like, cognitive dissonance. Like, mm-hmm. these people, like, these people, white Britain, to be honest with you, they seem like just almost incapable of, like, wrapping their heads around the idea that just because there are, like, there, there aren't police with guns who are shooting black men. Or who are killing killing black women in the streets that the country isn't racist exactly and we've seen and we've seen evidence of it mm-hmm. what what Meghan Markle do you think she went that do you think she what she had a high paying job in suits as an actress yeah not even her own life do you think she went for that ride into the family just so she could pull Harry out of it again exactly be talking about some of the most darkest times in your life like it's it just not making sense all of the things that people are saying like the reason why I don't like her, like I can't, like there, there's not, there is not one specific genuine reason why they don't like her. Nope. It's always like, oh yeah, what? She is fucking manipulative. She's this, she's that. And if like, Prince Harry, yeah. Exactly. Are you in bedroom with them? Message them being like, oh my wife's been abusing me. Are they, are they doing that? Literally, it's like, what is wrong with you? For some reason this power to fuck with like these bulldog type people's heads. Mm. Mm. She can smile 
And then I come over and look at her. She's disgusting because she's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Like the fact Why that- does she live rent free in your head? What has she done to you? It's wild, very, very wild. But moving on from the royal family and their fuckery, yeah, <laughs> um, because we could be here all day talking about it. So the reason Mr. Ainsley <laughs> has joined us on the show is because obviously you present your own podcast uh black boy joy talking about all things um surrounding uh being black and queer black and gay and obviously we do travel i wanted to ask you a few things about being gay and traveling if you didn't mind um when you asked that question i had to really really think about it so I think there's, uh, there is a difference between you travelling as a queer person and an mm. out queer person. Mm. Yeah. And since I've been out, I've only really travelled to European countries. So, okay. like, capital cities, things like that. I haven't, like, I haven't gone across the Atlantic, so not to uh, the Caribbean, where, um, which, like, I descend from, or anywhere like that. So... But as a queer person or a gay man going to Europe, it's been it's been all right to be honest with you. It's been fine. I think you have to be careful. Well, I think the perception is that you kind of have to be careful because mm. like in certain places that you go, you can't really be outwardly queer. Mm. I don't think like with yeah. me necessarily, I don't think like I don't think you'd necessarily know that I was a gay person just from like just from seeing me or from walking down the street. But that's mm. not the case. That's not the case with everyone. With like with everyone, obviously, some people are outwardly queer. Well, if someone is transgender, that's not something they might be able to hide. And mm. so, I think in the back of your mind, like always, that always is, unless you're going to like a city or a place that you know is like tolerant. There are to a certain degree, like quite liberal. Who mm. um, there is like a thriving LGBT scene there then there will always be that kind of fear in the back of your mind about that sort of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, for me, it's been all right. Yeah, it's been all right so far. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, with the the trips that you've taken, Mm. have you kind of had that in the back of your mind as if that country has got like a thriving, or that city's got a thriving LGBT community? Has that always been something that you think about prior to going on holiday or no? Um, That's not the first thing on on my mind when... So, okay, actually, so... Last year and uh, year before that, me and my friend, my co-host, Kieran, we did talk about going to uh, Berlin for the Christopher Day Parade. That's like gay pride or L- that, not, not gay pride, pride in, okay. um, in Berlin. So that's one time that we were going like primarily for like to be with other LGBT people to experience pride in the place. But most time when I'm thinking of going to a place to, um, a place to travel, being LGBT isn't the first, like, isn't the first thing on my mind. Like, usually I want to go to a place because I want to see it, I want to experience it, I want to go mm. for, like, for that experience. And then, like, one, while I'm there, I will try to check out the LGBT scene. So I'll try to okay. go to some gay bars. I usually, when, um, first, obviously, it's been coronavirus. I haven't been able to go anywhere. But before that, I've been single. I'm going out and, like, your grinder. Woo! That was my next question because, because obviously I know you. So that was my next question. Um, so when you are in these places, and when you were, when you went out, and versus when you were out, did you still use Tinder, Grinder, and all that oh, sort of stuff? No. no. So when I wasn't out, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't engage in any of that. So I 
I approached going on holiday as if I was a straight person. So that didn't enter enter my mind at all. But when I came out and I was like an I out openly queer man, then of course I did yeah, I, was, um, I went to <laughs> I went to Budapest. Um when was this now? I think it was 2019, maybe. Mm-hmm. The second I stepped down, like, you know what, when you phone, like, it changes to, like, that international, like, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. As soon as that hit, I've never had so many messages in my entire life. Okay. In my life. And I was, because I was um, apprehensive about, kind of, like, going on Grindr, because, obviously, it's still Eastern Europe, but Budapest is quite international, like, it's quite a welcoming place. But you're still, in, you're still in Eastern Europe. And I think not only as a queer person, but as a black person, you're like, I think that like that goes through your mind. Mm. But when I got there, like, I mean, because there's like, I'd say what 90% white people, when they saw me, when they saw me, oh my Lord. Wow. <laughs> the, the messages, like, like in like I learned so I learned some phrases in Hungarian. I'll just say that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> yeah. See, you two have been able to go be abroad and be on like Tinder, but I've never done that. I have done that yet. So, wow, well, experience for me. Your time will come. <laughs> so hold on, I, I have a question. So, like, did you did you meet anybody off of the the grinder while you were out there? I met two people on Grindr. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Um, I probably would. Yeah, I'll say that's uh, that's my story. <laughs> but um, one person that I met was like, um, it was kind of like more like a date type of thing. Oh my god, I'm fucking baiting myself. I know I'm baiting myself out here. <laughs> little bit, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's all, it's all thing. Our our listeners are cool people. They ain't gonna bait you out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not, I'm too forced to interview. So the third person was just like a date. It was like quite cool. Like we went to some drinks. Like in Budapest, they have like something that like they call like ruin bars, mm-hmm. which is like um, the best way I can describe it is like you know, Dynarama in um, Shoreditch in London. If anyone's in London or any yeah. like street food place where they have like a site, it's like that, but it's in like really old, what would be called listed buildings in the UK. Uh-huh. They have that there, and we went to one of those, and that was like quite cute. We got some drinks, it was nice, that was cool. And then on the last night that I was there, um, all my friends were being like just so boring, man. Like it was like 9 p.m. They were like in they were like going back to the Airbnb, like wanting to listen to their fucking like Harry Potter audio book. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in another country. I'm like, if y'all are gonna stay here, then I'm gonna go out. So I went out and took myself to a to a gay bar in um in Budapest by myself. Uh, we saw a drag I saw a drag show there, and I met someone. And yes, um, the rest is history. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. One point. Okay. One Sorry, oh, we move on about kind of being LGBT and going on holiday. I think, I think like, not, it's not just me being a gay person, it's me being black and gay. Mm, yeah. I was going out as a gay person. I'd already, I'd already have like my, my radar on because I'm black. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think so the same kind of uh the same kind of I don't know like awareness that we have as black people going to certain places I already like I already had so putting that queerness on top of it like it wasn't that big change you know what I mean okay yeah that yeah so like if you go to like I said if we were black people I'd be very I'd, I'd think twice before I went to Eastern Europe for instance yeah because of a reputation it's a reputation it's had that doesn't say that's not to say that I have a problem with anyone who is Eastern European or anything like that but I think like I said there is a reputation there which would make us as black people maybe think twice about our safety Mm. yeah because that was going to be my next question so I know with certain countries mm-hmm. one of my friends was like you have we have to go to um Poland and I was like mm, I don't know about all of that yeah but <laughs> I don't want to write off completely mm-hmm. but I just don't know about the safety and I think certain things that we have to think about as black people which is unfortunate is when we go to certain countries are we going to be safe because like even places like Italy like I know I think southern Italy Mm-hmm. is more racist than northern Italy. No, northern Italy. Or is it the other way around? Other way around, yeah. Other way around. But because um, I know when I was in Venice, when me and um person I was with when we were in the hotel, both obviously being black, people would just look at us and I'd just mm-hmm. be like, okay. Like mm-hmm. it didn't help that I had a big old throw at the time as well. So it's a bit like <laughs> mm, unapologetically black here. Sorry. Like, you oh. know. No. <laughs> you know do you know what um most of the time when I've like had conversations with my friends who are like gay and when they're traveling especially like black people the the being being gay part isn't the big thing it's the the their ethnicity that's the biggest sure. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah and that's across the bar like so I I get what you're saying but also like I have white friends who are gay and then it's like they're like the, the forefront of them is like is that because mm. like they they don't they don't they don't really experience oppression the same way that we do whereas like yeah, yeah, um, the the um the fact that they're gay is like the more is the thing that they get oppressed at about mm. but whereas like with us it's like we we're black and we are a member of the lgbtqia um community i finally got it right boom <laughs> sorry <laughs> That's a, that's a bigger thing for us. And, you know, even with, like, European travel, I've been actively, like, looking at um, places in Europe where I can go that that is open for the LGBTQIA community, especially, like, recently one of my friends came out to me. And I was, like, I was shocked, Jay, because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's been people that have come out to me before, and I wasn't shocked that she was coming out. It was, it was the way she came. She was just like, I really need to tell you something. It's been some something so heavy on my heart. I was like, oh my God, don't tell me that she's got cancer, Lord. Like, that's where my mind went. And I was like, oh, I just can't deal. I can't deal with somebody else having cancer. Like, my brain went completely left. And then when she was just like, so I just wanted to tell you that I'm a lesbian. And I was just like, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was just like, tools, man. I was like, no, no, no. I wasn't meaning it in that way, but like... I'm happy for you, like, but is, is 
there any health issues? She was just like, no. I was like, well, you had me thinking that you was talking about cancer. I was thinking that you had like, you were sick and shit like that. You worried me on a next different level. I was thinking, oh my gosh, okay, so I'm going to have to plan to meet, meet up with you longer. We're in the middle of a panoramic. Like, what the heck? And but I'm glad, honestly, I'm glad that she came out to me. But I was just like, you realize that this doesn't change our friendship because you already know I'm bi. Like, this doesn't change anything for me. So, and she was just like, oh, but like, I really just wanted to tell you that I'm out. And I'm like, yes, go live long and prosper. Let's find you a girlfriend. I'll help you. <laughs> like, I, mean, I can find you all the hoes because I got my hoes and I can share some of my hoes with you too. <laughs> like, you know, even now, like, um, now that's been, that's become something that she wants to to explore like traveling and like you know now I've been actively looking at places around Europe that have like festivals that are open to people who are of the the community and who yeah. want to like actively meet others who are of the community and it's really 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 like my research has helped me to like see like oh this place has this this place has, like Malta mm-hmm. Malta is the turn up central so, Enzi, now that me and you are friends, because, you know, any friend of um, Cassie's <laughs> we are going to Malta and we're going to turn up at the Pride Festival. There are festivals just simply for LGBT community. Listen, we are going to turn up because they're like, dude, oh, I've seen pictures, I've seen videos, and when I'm telling you, it looks litty. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, they've got like a whole black black lgbt um uh festival over in malta in the summer okay, i didn't know that yeah I yeah know. yeah malta yeah malta has like 400 and something festivals a year seriously yeah malta malta the little yeah. island that paul was shipwrecked on yes apparently that's the reason why it's famous whole type malta on this yeah. who was shipwrecked paul um, paul I have no idea. Apostle Paul, listen. Oh, Paul, oh, Bible, Paul. We're going to Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, we okay. in the Bible, okay. okay. Yeah. I was, I was like, who, Paul from down the road? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, but yeah, but I didn't know, I didn't know about, um, I didn't know about Malta like that. Mm-hmm. I knew that, like, a lot of the Maltese men were looking uh, very fine. I'll say, I will say that. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're women too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say that as a world. So yeah, so I can't like I can look, but I can't touch. But yeah, yeah, no, you um, taking, you taking, taking. Yeah, so I can. Um, I you're can, gonna uh, have a tame hot girl summer this year. Watch me getting my hot girl summer on. That's what you're <laughs> <be>. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. Yeah. So have have you and um. Mister, thought about uh, a trip that you look you, that you guys want to go on. We have, yeah. So, so my boyfriend is Spanish. So, I guess the first place that we thought we'd go is Spain. He's from northern Spain. What? Well, apparently, is an is the rainy part of it. So, um, we'd go there. I'd want so even though. So, I am not a romantic person. So, you know, the he's key- really not. I asked him what he was going to get his man for Valentine's Day. He was like, it's just another day. I was like, what? Believe <laughs> <laughs> me. So it's your first Valentine's Day as, as you know, a couple and it's just another day. I mean, the first Valentine's Day is not that deep, but the second one is. 
I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. This energy will hold through from the first to the sixteenth Valentine's Day, man. I was not I'm I'm not like I'm not I'm not a romantic person, man. I don't do rose petals going onto a bed. I don't do like candles and all that bullshit, man. Like I don't do, I don't do that. All those like warm, like like warm cozy feelings like that. That ain't for me. Like that ain't for me. Like. Uh, <laughs> Like, argue with your therapist about that one. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, oh, wow. I don't suppose to be like the city of love. I'm not going for any of that. I want to go to like the Louvre. I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Mona Lisa, the Chandelier, that Tower. I thought I'd like to, um, I'd like to visit there. So. We'd, um, we talked about that. We talked about going back. I've been to Berlin before. I'd want to go back again because it's one of the most lit cities I've ever been in. Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Okay, see, this is where our kind of opinions of Berlin differ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I went, albeit, yes, it was a work trip, but I went to Berlin and the racism was real, like... The racism was really, really real. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying not to, not to, you know, judge y'all on your past, but the racism was just it. It was just so overt and just so it was horrible. Like, you could obviously you remember the trips that um our old company used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first trip we went on was sick. Like <laughs> that trip was. Mm. We both know the reason for that trip. There is probably, there's that. probably about this, to, yeah, to come later. We go yeah, get to oh, that. Yeah, to <laughs> that one, but continue. But yeah, so it was like, Hello. we went to a bar, um, just a box that the company had hired out for the whole, for everybody. So it was there drinking, whatever. People then obviously wanted to carry on the night. I think me and 12 black girls were wearing like jeans, trainers, black tops. We look cute, casual, it's a Friday night. Hmm. So we go to this club. The bouncer just let two people into this club, two women. We're like, okay, cool, let's see what's going on. Walk over, and this guy with a clipboard looks us up and down one by one and then says, yeah, it's not going to happen tonight, girls. Excuse me? I was like, but it's a club, you're open, what? He's like, yeah, no, if not on this, you're not getting in. And I was like, we will pay to come into the club. It's not, it's a club. Mm. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And I was like, you know what? All right, cool, fine. Didn't register. What had happened, I was like, it is what it is. Little clipboard jockey, whatever. So carried on about my business. We then found, to be fair, the club we found was actually pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So we did enjoy ourselves in that club. And then the next night, after we had like the massive company dinner, we went to another club. Half the company was already in this club, yeah? And it was a white guy that I worked with that was in front of us in the line. Me, two the two black girls, and... A Greek Cypriot guy, two Asian guys, and a mixed race guy. So in this queue, the bouncer looks at us and says, Oh, are the guys with you? My friend was like, No, because she didn't think it was an immediate reaction to say no. And then um, he asked again, Are the guys with you? She went, Oh, those. She's like, Yeah, we're all together. The brother walked us out of the queue. He walked us out of the queue after he let our white colleague in without asking him no, no fuckery. Mm-hmm. So me being me now, I'm Bex mm. and I'm cussing. I and then this other, this other chick that we used to work with, we respectfully call her Uncle Tom, <laughs> UT for short. Because this chick, 
was she ain't kinfolk. That's what I'm going to say. She is not kinfolk. Kinfolk. That part. So she comes running over. Oh my God, what's wrong? And I was like, we can't get into the club and there's a reason for it. And she's like, no, no, no. Don't think like that. You know, I got in and I was like, you got in because you're with white people. I am with the ethnic bunch and they're not letting us in the club. And my other, my other friend, my, my colleague at the time, but now my, still my friend, she's like, I have to leave it. And I was like, you know what? I can't. Because for you not to understand the reason why I didn't get into this club and the reason why you did, problem. Problem. And then you are the first one in the office to be like, oh my God, but guys, you know, we're all one and we should all work together and da 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 And it's like, I'm sorry, do you realise you're black or did Jesus respect say this? Because the same way that people look at me is the same way people look at you. Difference is, I know I'm black. <laughs> but yeah, so my experience in Berlin wasn't that great. And if yeah. I'm being completely honest, yeah. I don't think I ever want to go back. I'm not even lying. I, really? It's not, it doesn't, no, after that experience put me off, like, and it happened in 2017. And I know we say it every year, this year, how is this still a thing? It's always going to be a thing. Yeah. And the fact that, like, it's, it happens here. People don't get into clubs based on the color of their skin here. I get it. It happens. But I think it hurt me a piece even more because one of the people on the door was clearly a person of color. And it's like, mm. what? There's always those ones, to be honest. Like, my story of Berlin, it was more like, like, it was more subtle. It was, it wasn't like we didn't get taken into a club. It was more, we were, we went to a restaurant. Like the whole time it was really fun because I stopped over for like two days in Berlin and then went from there to Frankfurt and then drove from Frankfurt to Christianstadt, no, not Christianstadt. K-Town, whatever, because I was going to visit a friend who's um, part of the, the military. So the, he's a captain in the army for the US Army. Um, but we, while we were there, we went to lunch and I'd heard about the schnitzel business and I wanted to like, you know, try it and just be, you know. Um, and it was like the, it was really weird. Like we we sat down and like we were looking at the menu, we made our order, and then he was as soon as we made our order, our order the um, the guy said, "Well, we need you to pay now." What? Everything's there. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. Um, what if we wanted to have dessert after? Like, in my mind at that time, I was just like, you know, some some restaurants are like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that's how it was, um, and. The thing is, it was me, it was me, Josh, and um, his white colleague. So it was like three of us. And the white colleague, thank God that he's woke, because he was just like, I've been here many times and I've never had to pay straight away. So why do we now need to to, um, pay straight away? And the guy was like, not you, them. When it, you know, that's when the queen dropped. I was like, yeah, I was like, you think that I ain't got money that's why you think that I need to pay now I was like I literally said to him sir would you like me to pull up my bank account so you can see that I'm making a lot more second than you are making in the whole month like literally I was ready (laughs) I was like I was like I don't even want to eat your motherfucking food right now but you know what yeah I'll pay it and you know what I'll even leave you a tip 
Yeah, because clearly you need to you need some money to educate yourself on black people because not all black people are broke. But I think that was the that was the only thing that happened at, while I was in Germany at that point. But it was just like whoa, mm. like wild whoa. But yeah, I mean it happened. You know, um, that's why. Like I'm so I'm so desensitized to the to this shit but that one was the most like in your face thing that happened while i was in in um, germany but like frankfurt whole type frankfurt we turn up there we turn (laughs) up um you know i don't like doing the whole party and shit but the whole we went to some hookah lounge and we enjoyed our lives there was music i got to like sit down and I yeah. think on that point with Berlin, because I had a great time when I was there. But when you, when Cassie, you were talking about the nightlife thing, so mm. I started, like I had, I had a good time mainly because we weren't like we didn't really go out. Like we weren't trying to get into the clubs. We were mm. trying to like, go out, out. We went yeah. to, like a cultural experience. So we went to like the Berlin um, to the Eastside Gallery where it has like Berlin walls which made into murals. We went to mm. Charlie, we went to the topography of terror, which is like talked about the second world war, like both world wars in fact. So it was very much like a cultural thing, like go do this, do that. Like, by the time it got to evening time, we were exhausted. Yeah. However, we also didn't get into any of the, into a few places that we didn't want that we didn't want that we wanted to get into. Um, as well and I went in a group of four there were two black people me another black person there was one Asian person and one white and one white person mm. so when I when I got to Berlin I kind of like was in the mindset as in as in like we're not going to get into places anyway so I was kind of Best. I was kind of expecting it so when it actually happened it, it, it like it it, it, it didn't take a toll I wasn't like I wasn't surprised of it because maybe it's a bit sad that I actually Kind of already expected it and it happened mm-hmm. yeah I think I should have gone there with that mindset obviously I was going there to go out it was a work trip like and I've never been to Berlin before so I wanted to see what it had to offer and people that I know have been and they were like yeah it's a great city you can do X you can go here and it's a bit like mm, well clearly I can't because we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to think about it we shouldn't have to think exactly oh like let's not get our hopes up because like we're three or four black people trying to get into one place like it couldn't be like that and exactly. I, remember, I remember when we were there that we were having like debates on do you think the reasons why we're not getting to any of these places is because like, because like we're not white, because like we're two, we're two black, one brown, one white person. And there was a, again, I'd say there were some what I call like mental gymnastics from like some of the people in our group being like, oh, it's because of the way that we're dressed, or um, it's because of this, it's because of that. When mm, yeah, yeah, they they saw two black people, I saw basically three people of colour in a group of four come in, man. I think they were, like, from when they saw us, they were, It was like, a wrap. Yeah. yeah, they were let us in. Anyway, Because the so, club that we actually ended up getting into was an R&B club full of white people. <laughs> it was yeah. wild. Like, they were playing bashment, everyone was dancing, and I was like, you motherfuckers don't like me, but you sure like my music. <laughs> well, that's always the way, isn't it? Like, fucking, like, yeah, it's true. Club in, in Leicester Square. They don't like us, but they fucking like our music, don't they? Truth. Yeah. Like, Everybody loves black culture, not urban culture, as they're trying to rebrand it. They love black culture. They just don't like black people. Yeah. 
Simple as very true. Because yeah. like, everything we do, they match. Everything that we that we bring out, they try to to imitate. Everything that we create, because the thing the thing about like black people is we strive through our adversity, through our oppression, through everything bad that's happened to us. We turn it into something creative and we turn it into something good for us to be able to experience life as life is. And no other, no other ethnicity can do the same. Mm -hmm. We're We're literally the creators, not just the creators of life, but we, we create so much amazing things that like all everybody else can do is just follow suit and then try and imitate it. But you know, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we don't fuck with Berlin, but Ainsley does a little bit. Berlin at all. Yeah. yeah. One thing I would say about Berlin is that like, they seem to, I mean, I don't think you can get away from the history of, of Germany and nope. with Nazism and, um, and two world wars, one, one war that was fought with Nazism at the forefront. And I think one thing that Germany does better than the UK is actually like having a hard conversation and having like um, monuments. So the German people, like they know what it is, they remember what it is. There is no denialism. There's no like trying to hide these like really uncomfortable bits about the past. Mm. There, are, um, there are museums, there are things, there are things that you can do to learn about it. So. Yeah, they, they literally like, lean into it. Like that's what yeah, they indeed. are. Yeah. They're like kind of fame for in a sense because they literally have made sure that everyone down to from school age to being an adult is aware of their history. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're not saying that they're proud of it. They're just like, this is what happened. It's a dark time in our history, but you guys need to be aware. Yeah. And I feel like if the English did actually take that approach, this country would be as fucked as it is. But yeah, instead, they're just trying to deny, deny, deny. It's like, no, we didn't do that. And the reason that you have all this power is because of the lineage that you come from. Let's be yeah. real. And the thing is, it's, it's like, it's not even their ancestors at this point. We're talking about their, their grandparents. Yeah. That's yeah. how soon ago it was. My dad was telling me when he first came to England, like back in the 60s, like literally he was being, he there was signs saying no blacks, no, no Irish, dogs, no, no Irish. Yeah. and there's places where he couldn't he could not like even rent pl- rent places in west london where we currently live now mm-hmm. you know so it's like if if this was so far ago then why was it my dad was alive for that time yeah yeah and my mum and also <laughs> i think there's a really important point that like no matter how long ago the reasons why things are the way that they are now is because of that time. Yeah. So if, if you're not acknowledging that, then then it's just like there is not like there is no acknowledgement of the way things are structurally, especially for black people in the UK. Yeah. Yep. Of colonialism. Yeah. Of because of Britain's imperialist past, and that all and that would answer so, much, so many more questions into why we feel this way, why things are going on. Why, um, like, why, like, even to the point that, like, why so many people from the Windrush generation moved to the UK at, at a certain amount of time, or even fucking why there was a Windrush scandal as, as, that what, as 2018. That well, questions could be answered if we were able to embrace Britain's uncomfortable past a bit better, 
and to and to reckon and to have reckoning with it. But like with like with it's just like it's just a, just a complete denialism, like a, a collective selective amnesia. Mm-hmm. Nobody any favors. We come back from the deepness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take ourselves up. Oh, back from the deepness. Do you want to go with the rums of the world, darling? I do. So one, this week's rum is a special one. Because, obviously, you're doing your birthday trip to Bali. And we wanted to find out if they had rum in Indonesia. And it turns out they do. They have two. They've got spiced rum and they've got a white rum. I bought the spice because I want to try the spice first. So the bottle's a little bit funky. Oh, I love it. I'm showing the guys. Um, and the rum is called, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm sorry for any Indonesians listening. I apologise. Um, Nusa Kana. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have said. Is there a, a, a till date on it? Say that again. Is there a till date on the end? There, no, there isn't. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, this is forty percent alcohol. The bottle that I've got is a seven hundred milliliter bottle. And if I'm being honest, honest, you can tell it's not Caribbean rum, is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were like, going to say that. I get what they tried to do because obviously Indonesia has got a lot of spices. They're known for like their spices and stuff. Um, you can definitely taste some vanilla in there. You can definitely taste a little bit of ginger as well. So mm-hmm. it goes really well when it's paired with ginger beer. Um, and the ginger passion that I had a couple of weeks ago as well, we'd go well with that. But when you have it on its own, it's mad bitter. Like, the oh, taste is not, it's not hitting. It's not. Oh, dear. But... Shout out to Rum Chatter as well, because Rum Chatter, if you haven't had it, it's amazing. It is literally like Bailey's, but made with rum. Great. Um, I had some of that as well, and I put some of the um, Nusikana in the Rum Chatter, and it did actually bring out the nutmeg um, and cinnamon flavours in that drink. Mm-hmm. So I would say, personally, if you want like a, you know, in winter sometimes when you need a nice drink, that's not Bailey's, mm-hmm. just to sip on like a rum cream or something. Mm-hmm. I would say you should have the Nusa Kama with like a rum cream, put like two cup fills in maybe, and just sit and sit that when it's cold outside to warm yourself up a little bit. Just get so a little yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, we have Nusa Kama spiced rum um, from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's, uh, you can tell it ain't Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but- That's good. Oh, and I couldn't find it in any shops because I tried um, Waitrose because obviously they have a great rum selection and I tried Asda because they've got a half decent rum selection too and Sainsbury's, so you can't find it in shops but you can find it on Amazon and it was only twenty four ninety five, I think. Okay. So it's not, it doesn't break the bank. It's not that expensive. But yeah, for what it is, it's uh, probably the first mm-hmm. rum that I, I don't say dislike, that I'm not rating as highly as the others. But you know, if there's nothing else in your house and, and you want to drink, drink it in it. <laughs> okay. okay. Mm. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed because I'm like, you know, when we go to Indonesia, are we going to be able to turn up a little bit? For- See, I feel like we'll have to try it with cocktails. Um, and I do want to try the white one as well. So when I buy the white one, I can do another review on that one. Um, but for now, yeah, the spice drum isn't hitting like spice drum should hit. Yeah. But with ginger beer, it goes down fine. It goes down easy. In a cocktail, I don't know yet because I haven't had time this week to try it in a cocktail, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I've done that, I can give recipes and we can see how how much it hit. Because I feel like it would actually be quite nice in something in a sweet cocktail. Maybe even a painkiller because you have like nutmeg and like coconut cream and a little bit of sweetness in there. So it yeah. could taste quite nice in that. But I'll have to give that a go. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that was disappointing. But you know what? Sorry. <laughs> So I'm going back. Oh, guys! So I'm gonna just say about the travel spot of the month, which obviously you already know we're going to Bali, and we're gonna be turning up in Bali on the 20th of November. Ainsley, you are most definitely invited. We are going to be um, there for six days and five nights, all five star experience. We do not do this. Is not a bougie trip, but it's a bougie (laughs) trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a busy trip on a budget. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so do you know what? I got an email yesterday that um that likes some of the other dates that I've um because people have been DMing me and I've been like some of them couldn't go in November. So I've like put out the other dates and some of those dates have actually already been sold out, which is crazy to me. Like it's amazing, and thank you to those people who are coming, like you know, and those who are coming on the twentieth of November to turn up with me and Cass. Uh, Yay! We're gonna <laughs> enjoy ourselves. We're gonna have so much fun. But yeah, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the activities that we're gonna be doing. Um, but yeah, so obviously we we spoke about the monkey forest last week. Um, we did and then this week we're gonna just talk i'm just gonna list off a few other things activities that we can do in a wood in um bali slash indonesia so there is the goa um i don't know how to pronounce this word but jesus help me goa gaja cave so (laughs) so we're gonna he's gonna put a link to it on the episode yeah i will i will just send you a link guys it's 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 that deep um but yeah so it's g-a-j-a-h so go it's in goa goa whatever so basically we're doing a guided tour in um in an iconic cave that's that is um part of a bali temple so basically there's the ladies outside and they're selling like sarongs that you can wear. And like, you know, you know when you do the, the hula kind of thing, but it's not a hula, it's like silk sarongs. So these sarongs are used to like wrap around your, your, lower, your lo- lower body when you're entering to the temple. So we're gonna be exploring that during the day. And um, we'll, to those who believe or those who actually are open to like, taking part there's like going to be little prayers before we explore the elephant cave um cave so we're going to be doing like a proper guide tour with a guy taking us there and we're going to be walking around and taking like nice instagrammable pictures 
So um, it will start with a walk and it's a really um, well-paved walk um, in, I, Jesus, what is with these names? You know what, Indonesians, please forgive me, but C-A-M-U-H-A-N is called that walk. <laughs> so like, it's, a very, it's a very scenic walk that you, you go through this um, ridge um, and it's an hour long. And so we're going to be doing like, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that along this walk before we get to the um, to the entrance of the cave and the temple. Um, also, one thing that a lot of people have been asking me about is if there's an option to do like the rice um, terraces. So like, you know, in Indonesia, um, they're very famous for like having like the rice fields and stuff. Yeah, the rice fields that you can like yeah. go in. So we are definitely adding that to the itinerary this was not in the itinerary before but we're going to be adding it on one of the the days also will be optional if somebody wants to go and do it but we're going to go to um to a to a rice terrace and like you know do a bit of rice picking and a bit of rice planting it's gonna be sick um i don't know i don't know like what is so special about this rice thing because it's been more than like six people that's asked me and i'm like okay 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 cool um yeah i've seen stuff on instagram about it like i don't know what makes it so great yeah yeah i was just like okay like you know we can I, I was just seeing it as a photo op, but there's like a whole like you can go and you plant like I've been watching the videos like you take like a bunch of it and then you plant it down and then like there's time there's different places where you go and you pick it and like it just looks like a whole thing so I feel like we'll probably get high and do this shit and just <laughs> you know but yeah, so there's not much spaces left, obviously, at this point with some of the dates. There's sold out dates, but um, 20th of November is still open. We still got quite a few places. And obviously, it's open to the listeners until the 31st of March. The deposit is $100, US dollars. I know um, the, the company doesn't take it in um, pounds. I don't know why, though. Um, well, better for us because it's cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's still cheaper either way. Like, you know, so from the 1st of April will be $200, but that's like about £140. Not really that much. No. And so, yeah, we're going to be enjoying ourselves, guys. Like, this travel hotspot is going to be the best because obviously it's part of my, you know, my deposit my deposit list. <laughs> my bucket list. Good one. Um, that sounds lit. Sounds lit AF. Got yeah, you can have the I don't have any. I was supposed to go to the US for like a 30th birthday thing, but like the way Corona was moving mad um, in America, I I might like have to delay that a certain amount of time. So I haven't really made any plans. I'm like, this is like the time where I'm trying to get like my finances together. Want to mm. save myself, save that, save for that house. <laughs> yes. Which is hard in this London. But um, in terms of holiday plans, there's nothing concrete. Like I just feel like I don't feel like I can make any concrete plans at this moment in time for this like for this whole reason. But I want to make sure for sure that like everything's gonna be as it was pre-corona or as much as possible. I don't want to spend yeah. all that money to get like a half experience. Does that make sense? Ah uh, well, well, this year we will be hopefully seeing places. Um, yeah. Rona can just relax her whole self now. People are getting vaccinated. 
Um, so yeah, life is getting back to normal slowly but surely. Yeah, I feel um, like Princess Rona just needs to take a chill pill now. Like you've had your fun. Like fuck off. I wouldn't even call her princess. She's 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 just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I say princess because like she gives me princess swirl princess vibes, like as in Kate Middleton. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just now I definitely don't like this bitch. Uh, sorry, this woman. I'm sorry, her. Like I really, yeah, she. Mm, mm. Oh, why you? A little bit of anger there, but you know, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I, I choose violence every day, but this every day, every day, life, every day of your life. I mean, I wouldn't be me if I didn't. To be honest with you, like you know, I I am the the sole heir of Voldemort, so obviously. <laughs> I oh, sorry, Ainsley. Yes, I am a Slytherin. I am the sole heir of Lord Voldemort. Um, Ainsley, what what are you? I'm a Ravenclaw. Now. A lot of haters in my life um, try to say that I'm a Slytherin, as if that's an, as if that's an insult. That is not an insult. Excuse no. me. You should be proud to be considered as one of us. So I say that I'm a Ravenclaw with Slytherin tendencies. Yeah, it's so, two sides of the of the same coin to some extent. Yeah, I can't I can't take the other two houses, the Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Annoy the fuck out of me. So leave Gryffindors alone. What do we do to you? Leave us alone. No. Motherfuckers. Gryffindors need to mind their business. Need to mind their bloody clock business. That's what they need to be doing, man. Like not like not everything you need to be in, you know. Not not everybody needs wow. to be paid by you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we want to try and save everybody. Gryffindors are Captain Saber hoes. That's 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 what we want. <laughs> we want to save everyone, save the world. Oh, that's that's save that hoe. Okay. However, if Hermione was not friends with Ron and Harry, they would have been dead in the first ten minutes of that fucking movie. Dead. But however, Hermione really and truly should have been a Ravenclaw for sure. She's definitely she's definitely um, Gryffindor with um, Ravenclaw rising. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. But she didn't. But the thing is, she doesn't. She doesn't keep one thing about um, Ravenclaws is that they're very. they're very, they're extremely smart, but what they do with their intelligence is they keep it for themselves. Whereas See, that Hermione, shared, Hermione came came um, came up, she's she shared her knowledge with with many people. But yeah, I wish that my fun fact was um was about Harry Potter now, but sadly it's not. Okay, my fun fact of the week. What's your fun? So th- there was a couple that were floating around for like top one. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wanted to give it to the Caribbean this week. Ooh. And it's it, it's it's stupid. I'm just putting this information to know, but it's a fact. So apparently, the shortest international commercial flight available for purchase is a 15-minute trip. And it's between St. Martin, which is Dutch Caribbean, to Anguilla. Takes 15 minutes. Yep. And I was like, so you have to go through check-in, get to the airport a good hour before to sit on a plane for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mm -hmm. 
But even you know how annoying that is. It, it's it's really annoying because if you think about like from Dominica to Guadeloupe, it's literally like half an hour. It's but even from hour. here to Amsterdam, that's forty five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to go through all that security and all that shit to, yeah. to sit on a plane for forty five. Like for this one, fifteen minutes. Yeah. I mean, some of the flights from from each Caribbean island, they're so close together. Like, mm. I don't even do the flights anymore. If I couldn't do the flights from Dominica to, like, Barbados, I would have probably done the boats. But by by sea, at this point, they've, they've closed the seaports. So, you know, some of the the, um, the scenic routes on the boats are a lot better than the flight. The flight is just like, full. It's like, you go up, <laughs> you go up, <laughs> you down. down again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. When I was a kid, um, when I was like younger, I've been to Antigua twice. My parents got married there actually. And when, while we were there, we took a trip to St. Kitts. That's where like my dad's side of the family are from. Okay. And that was literally the way they described it. Um, it's like the plane goes off <laughs> and then goes back down again and you're in another country. And um, <laughs> if it's not 15 minutes to take, it's not much longer. I've 20, 25 minutes at, at the <laughs> Wild, very. Can we talk about how small those planes are? Yeah, yeah. At this point, like Caribbean Airlines, I think yeah, Caribbean Airlines are so much. Was it Caribbean Airlines or Air Carib or Inter? Wherever that one, it's so nice. Now they got newer planes, but there was one that I took. I think it was Win Air. Um, back in um, March last year. So this time last year, I was in Dominica and um, Ainsley. And from Antigua to Dominica, that plane ride, like imagine being squashed. Like I'm a fuller woman, okay? My butt, no, not even my butt, like my hips were being squashed together <laughs> for me to be able to sit in the seat. Oh Thank God. God there was nobody sitting next to me because I probably would have crushed them. Because honestly, they do not cater for the bigger women. I tell you that for free. But I wouldn't. I would not give up these stars. Mad, but yeah, all these, what is actually so the shortest trip you've ever taken? You Ainsley's twenty minutes. What about you? About that, yeah. Um. I feel like I feel like it's about half an hour, like a flight. Yeah, yeah, probably that. But mm, I've taken a short one, but that was a helicopter ride because I got shot. Um, that one was that was a different experience. Yo, don't if you are scared of heights, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> no, I know it's weird. I travel a lot, but I'm still I'm I'm scared of heights. How does how is that even possible? Like on a plane, I feel so comfortable in a plane, but on the helicopter, I was like, "Hi, God, it! Like it was meant to be a romantic trip in the sunset. No, it didn't happen. Wild. See, I'm that dickhead that likes the window seat so I can sit and watch the clouds and shit. Oh my anyway, god. Anyway, thank you so so much for joining us on the show today. You I'm have sorry been to so fun. I ain't finished. I got one thing to clear off. Right, right, right. Okay, so this get comfortable. Okay, so we obviously worked together and we went on a trip. The right. infamous work trip. There is a wrong issue right here. Before we do our wrapping up, a wrong needs to be righted. 
if you didn't know before, Kath and I were beefing over her her version of events. Actually, hold up, pause, pause, because I ain't told no one no version of events yet. All I said was that you need to be here to defend yourself when I tell this story. Oh, oh, okay, let me get So, first of all, I would like to say that Kathy, one half of the Parts Down podcast, biked me. She poisoned me. Don't lie. Poisoned, Don't lie. poisoned me. So this <laughs> is the story is take place on a work trip to Brussels. We were on the Eurostar. We were. And we it was a work trip. Everyone was getting lit. I was getting lit. Everyone was drinking. Kathy whips out a hip flask full of rare nephew. <laughs> As I do. As I do. And ask me if I want some. And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. No, 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 pause. You have to say what you said. I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. Good. I'm getting to it. Good. So when, so when I was like, yeah, of course I want some. She asked, are you ready for this, um, for this ray? And I'm like, this skin, meaning this black skin is ready for the ray? (laughs) Now... I'd say I don't know. I don't actually remember how much how much rare nephew I actually drank that day. That combined with everything else I've had that day, I think it's safe to say three years, about four or five years later, that I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> was not ready for it. So the day, so the day of that speaking away wasn't like wasn't that eventful. I like I got a bit mash up. I fell asleep like next to like like next to directors in the company. Well, I'm I didn't embarrass myself that much. The next day, however, <laughs> it was, I think to this day the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. Now because it was a work trip, we had like lots of um, lots of activities planned. Yeah, I didn't make a single one of them. I I didn't make it to breakfast. I didn't make it to some chocolate factory you're going to. I didn't make it to any of it. So when I eventually um I eventually emerged from our hotel room that I shared with my cousin who worked at that same company, we decided to go for a little walk around the com- walk around uh, Brussels ourselves, yeah. <laughs> and we decided to go for lunch. Um in like in this restaurant, this is the French, this is the French, French piece speaking part of it. We I ordered like some salmon and potatoes. While we were waiting for the food to come, I was like to my husband, like, let me like let me just go to the toilet real quick. Mm-hmm. I want to lie to you, Tilly. I used that five minutes to get my coat, put it like against like against the wall and have a nap for five minutes because I was in that bad I was in that bad away in the toilet. He had a disco nap. In the restaurant toilet. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he me for this, more. you know. He there's more. Me there's this. more. I ain't done. So when I emerged from the toilet, I, 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 I your boy wasn't feeding too hot. <laughs> so the food comes. I take one bite of the food, and I'm like, I can't eat it. Like I can't have any more. Poor baby. I could like I was in a bad way. I couldn't keep my eyes open. So my cousin took a snap of me like asleep, like at the table. I like <laughs> with this plate of food. And when the waiter came and I was like, 
I, I was like to him, I'm so sorry. I can't eat all this food. I was still happily pay for it, but like, it's just not agreeing with me. The way this waiter looked at me, as <laughs> if I was some gutter trash, like, looking, like trash, like from, like, <laughs> like from the street gutter. So he took what it. What did you have? I can't, you know, I don't even, I remember having, so after I had that rare nephew, I had like this Kersha, like Kersha beer, which is like, like, like heavy beer from um from there. Mm. Um, I personally think, on behalf of the Ray and myself, I think it was the beer that fucked you, not the Ray. Don't blame the Ray. Yeah, like, like, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. From, I don't hear that from you yet. No, I don't, I don't hear none of that from you. <laughs> but I really think that, like, you can't, you cannot. The cardinal rule in this lifetime, if you take anything away from this conversation, Ainsley, never mix Ray and nephew with anything else well well Kathy, like when i was fucking drinking his rare nephew from the cockful kathy neglected to tell me that this is the rare nephew that she brought from from fucking jamaica like the actual the actual place which is much stronger than the water <laughs> import we get from the uk so when i'm like slurping it down like drinking cops and cops for like getting Progressively more drunk as it turns on. Like, like she didn't think to give me like a heads up, like a height, like, oh yeah, Eddie, by the way. Yeah, like, this is a Jamaican way. Which is why like, when I ended up getting so fucked up, that like that explains everything. Okay, now now my turn. Um it wasn't even like it was literally <laughs> years later, years later that you told me. But Camille knew. Obviously, I knew. I had just come back from Jamaica, literally the week I never later. knew. Where was I on holiday? Where did I go on holiday? <laughs> like, how about put two and two together? You should have. Cause, okay, I offered you Ray. I was just in Jamaica the week before. Obviously, what Ray am I going to give you? Ray that I brought back from Jamaica. Nah, man. <laughs> like, you need like, when like, if you're, if you're <sighs> giving people their strongest Ray, you need to let people know this is one that they're having <laughs> so they can adjust accordingly. You would have adjusted shit, don't like <laughs> <laughs> the way you were drinking on that on that train. You wouldn't have adjusted shit, okay. And furthermore, you didn't eat. You didn't lie in your stomach um, before you drank. No, I didn't. No, I mean, me and Camille had the foresight to go to Nando's in Camden, get our Nando's, and bring it on the train with us. So we're drinking away, we're eating our Nando's. We were fine. I mean, we were okay. I mean. Then it, what I hear from this is that you didn't inform your friend. <laughs> um, and also I'm hearing that friend hasn't um, properly prepared himself to drink. I, so I it, yeah, I make that admission that like, I didn't come prepared, that is true. I mean, if you're if you're going out with the girls, even if you're taking a trip, like you already you. know that there's there's, there's going to be a turn up situation, and especially when you know it's from a rum connoisseur like Cassie, um, you already know that there's going to be a turn up situation involving rum. So I would hope to think that you would have prepared yourself due to um this situation that we had in what 2017 yeah, 2016 
I do let them know about the percentages now because I can't have another A and Z on my case. I can't have it. Because like, so the sunset rum that I tried, yeah, yeah, that rum cannot ever leave my house and go to a house party because I'm not going to be liable. I'm sorry, I've said it on the podcast. That rum is eighty four point five percent. The the Corona killer. <laughs> so no one can blame my ass for nothing because that rum is not leaving my house. And if I make a rum punch, it I, no because again I cannot be held accountable. Anyway, should we wrap things up, guys? Yeah, we've been talking for ages. Thank you so much, Ainsley, for joining us, honey. It's Thank been you, lovely boo. to actually meet you. I can't wait to meet you in person. Hopefully, um, long from now. Oh, I, I have I have a question also. Does that mean we're no longer beefing? Like you've got your side of the story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we can talk beef. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> good times. But yeah, Ainsley, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can the people then find you? So yes, um, we are Black Boy Joy Podcast. So we are on all good streaming platforms. That's Spotify, a podcast, Google Podcasts, Audible. Our Instagram is Black Boy Joy Podcast. Our Twitter is. Black Boy Joy Pod, Black is about B-L-K-B-O-Y-P-O-D. I was like, that's, that's brilliant. Just literally like, went blank in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like, look on your face. You can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is one hour fiction. That's like spelled the normal way. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, um, it's been a lot of fun. It's weird being on like the other side of like a podcast, like <laughs> one as opposed to like hosting someone. But it's been a lot of fun. More power to Cassie and Tills. Hopefully, everyone should listen. Everyone should stream, and everyone should comment as well on yeah. the things we said. We like comments. Yep. Like yep. Like, so yeah, Definitely. thank you so much. Definitely. Yay! Thank you so much for coming, and uh, thanks. For listening guys i hope you enjoyed listening, listening guys you are amazing as always you can as find always. all the socials the departure well it's not the departure lounge departure lounge pod on instagram departure lounge on twitter on clubhouse you can find us the departure lounge we're the only club with the departure lounge so you can find us because we got a motherfucking club and we, we do also 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 um if you have any travel stories that you don't mind the masses hearing send us an email at castandtillstalk at gmail.com my socials are uh twitter at underscore k-i-k-i-x and instagram cassie's kitchen you can find me on the socials my instagram is at travel with tilia my Twitter is Travel with Tilly because you know Twitter wanted to be extra, but you know we move. <laughs> um, and anywhere else you can find me, just Tilly. Yeah.